our Reach Next Generation podcast. I'm Grace Jeffries, and I'm thinking about my future. To help me with this, I'm speaking with successful women to get an understanding of the challenges they've faced throughout their careers, how they overcame them, and what tips they for girls of my age. Today, my guest is Claire Wright, who is Group HR Director at Jardine Motors Group. Thanks for joining me today, Claire. Can we start by you telling us all how your career took you to the role you have today? Yes, certainly, Grace. And then thank you so much for asking me to take part. Um, so, yeah, I um, just so everyone's clear about my job. So a, a very simple level, I am responsible for all of our people in our business to make sure they give great customer experiences. So I'm that's my responsibility to, to make sure our people are the very best that they can be. I have a team of about 43 people that work for me um, across the HR function, and I've been in my current role for seven years. Um, But I didn't know what I wanted to do when I left school. Um, I just knew I wanted to be very independent, earn my own money. I did very well at school, um, but I didn't go straight to university because I wanted to go and work and and earn money. So left school at 16, um, straight into work. Um, did sort of an administration job and then started to think about the fact that I quite like customers and dealing with customers because I had part-time jobs from being quite young. And then really um, was fortunate to work in a a motor group whose owner was very supportive of me and he helped put me through all of my qualifications. So I did sort of three years of study at night school at university to get my postgrad in HR So I think one of the things I just want to stop and say there is you don't have to go straight to university to be successful. Mm. Of course, if you want to do, you know, a profession like be a doctor or a lawyer, you you have to go down that route generally. But there is a lot of businesses that will support you in further education. And Mm. one of the things in terms of the HR career route is that you learn a lot while you're doing the job and then when you do your qualifications it all makes a bit more sense yeah um so people should be worried about i I don't think i want to go to university that's that's fine and what i personally feel and where i see some of the very best people is if they have some sort of work experience so they've done saturday jobs or they've done Mm. you know holiday work because it helps build a lot of skills that you need when you get into my role which is a leadership role, which is about leading people and bringing yeah. teams together. Um, so, yeah, that was, I mean, I, and I also did, I've done lots of different sectors. So I've worked in cars, I've worked in fashion, I've worked in technology, I've worked in leisure, I've worked in telecom. So I've worked in lots of different sectors, both in HR and commercial roles. Well, when you were at school, did you know what you wanted to do or be or did that happen maybe more later in life? No, I I didn't know what I wanted to do when I was at school. Again, I was was very successful at school. I was a head girl at school. So I guess I had some of those natural leadership traits, which, again, I wouldn't have recognised really at sort of 14, 15. Um, But the thing that I always knew I wanted to do was be independent and and earn money. Um, So that was almost my first thought was about where do I go and where can I earn money? Um, and earn well um, but I didn't know what I wanted to do at all at that age and, and I speak at a lot of school events and I think most people at that age don't know what they want to do yeah. but what I'd say is that's okay just uh, my advice to the people listening would be whilst you have a plan 
it won't always go to plan. So what yeah. you've got to think about is what are the sorts of things you really like and enjoy um, and go and try and find the things that will fulfill that. And then the rest comes. So obviously we've all been hit by COVID with things just beginning to feel normal again. But how have you had to deal with the COVID-19 issues, both personally and professionally? Yeah, so on a on a professional note, it was a very, very hard time for businesses and especially for HR teams because we had to help lead the business and understand what we had to do. We had to shut businesses. Yeah. Um, we had people who had family members that were very poorly. Some people unfortunately died and how we helped colleagues through that as well. The good thing that COVID did for us was brought us all together a lot closer as a team and people feeling that they could talk about how they felt, um, which was a really, really good thing. Um, and then from a personal point of view, yeah, I mean, it was very, very tough. I was working very long days, um, having to make decisions on things that we'd never had to make decisions on before. But actually, we all came out of it really, really well um, and stronger. And, and we, you know, we had a great performance. So I just wanted to ask, what first got you interested in cars? It was, if I'm honest, this is coming yeah. back to what I said before, is the first job I got in cars came with a company car. So right. I was only 19 and I was being given a company car, which was great. It was like brilliant <laughs> I had to buy a car. Well, I did have a car from 17, which was like a, a rundown old thing that was about 500 pounds. But um, that was the thing. It was like, oh, brilliant. This job will give me a car. And then actually, you know, I stayed there for nearly seven, eight years and, and progressed yeah. um, very successfully. So I had quite a big job when I was 20, 22 years old. So yeah. um, but that was about me keeping pushing for doing better. Well, when we look about how the world is changing and it's changing so much and super quickly, what do you think work for women might look like in, say, 10 years time? Or what do you hope work for women might look like? I hope that it will look like there's no boundaries, that women mm. can do whatever they want to do. Um, I believe we are heading that way. And I think, thankfully, over the last five years, all businesses have made a lot more progress. But I just hope that continues to accelerate and that young females feel that they can do whatever they want to do without any boundaries. Yeah. So throughout your career, have you had any mentors or have there been anyone that you particularly admire? Yeah, I've been really lucky again in, in my career. I've had quite a few mentors and really good role models. So my first boss in the first car business I joined he was very supportive of me and he really helped me be who I am today and that being very commercially was very tough with me um but I actually learned a lot from him and then over the years I've had some really great female mentors um yeah. senior people that have helped me so ha if you can find having mentors and having those well we call them real models so people mm -hmm. that you can really relate to really does help um but yeah I bet you know there's lots of people in my career that have really helped me so there's a lot of talk about pay equality generally, mm -hmm. but how well do you think women are catching up with men's salaries and getting those top jobs, especially in the auto sector? Yeah, so we've still got a long way to go. We've just published our recent gender pay gap report that we have to do for the government and we've made loads of really good progress. Yeah. One of our the, the things that we continue to work on is that how do we attract females to the industry? And we are definitely seeing more of that because the world is changing and, you know, technology around cars. You don't have to be get your hands dirty to, to fix a car because it's all now software related and, and very yeah. tacky. 
So, but it's our challenge is how we get more females interested in joining this industry, which we we continue to work really hard on. So, what advice would you give to women who or girls who are wanting to have a career, especially in the auto sector, though? I would say again, don't let your perceptions get in the way. Come and find out. Go and talk to people in automotive. Have a look on all of our, all the different websites with that share. You know, ours, for example, has some great female examples of how people have got on. Um, but go and go and ask questions. Go and be curious. Go and find out. Um, because again, it is a very exciting industry with lots of change that actually females do incredibly well in. Of course. So I know that you recently won an, an award, but how did you feel when you won the Inspiring Automotive Women Awards in 2021? Really proud, you know. Uh, we 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 put a lot of effort. I put a lot of effort in in terms of, you know, trying to change the agenda and giving females confidence and attracting females females to the industry. So when you're recognised for that, you know, it makes you feel super proud because all the hard work, um, mm. you know, gets paid off through through that recognition. So you mentioned earlier that you've had quite a broad career. You've worked in different industries such as, well, automotives and tech and fashion. Mm-hmm. Do you what inspired you to carry on with the automotive industry, though? It was really by chance, if I'm honest, Grace. I um, got approached about this job as I was finishing another job. And I'd not thought about coming back into automotive, but actually seven years today to the day. I'm still here because I, you know, I love it. There's still so much to do. There's a great energy. There's lots of good change in the industry. Um, and that's the thing I love about it, that it's not, uh, you know, it, it is ever changing. Now, over the, especially the, over the lockdown period, you mentioned that you were quite busy and you had lots of important decisions to do. But did you have any hobbies or little things that you like to do outside of work that still yeah. help you to relax now? Definitely. So one of the big things that was good for me, um, unfortunately, I'm a little bit of a workaholic, is that um, we um, at the time I only had one dog, but we've now got two. And my husband and I also was was working from home. So every morning at 5 a.m. we would go for a two hour walk Mm. with the dogs. And actually, I'd never done that before um, in terms of, you know, doing dog walking at that time in the morning. But it actually really helped clear our heads and get us set up for those very challenging days. And that we yeah. and we, we don't do it every day now. We probably do it twice a week. But it's a great thing to do with the two dogs and yeah. get out and just clear your mind. So that's been a really good thing um, in, in terms of that walking and, and mental well-being. Well, it's definitely good to get outside and nice that you have dogs to do it with. Yeah, absolutely. So finally... I wanted to ask, do you have a favourite part of your day or a part of your work day that you find the most interesting? When I'm out in our, in our business, I love yeah. being out with people and being at our sites and talking to our teams. That's the that's my most enjoyable part of my job is talking to people. So I really enjoyed chatting with you today, Claire. Thank you so much. And I'm sure everyone listening now will be thinking about some of the choices that they're about to make. Keep listening to the Reach Next Generation podcasts as I talk to many more brilliant women. And more information about us is at reachnextgeneration.com. Thank you, Grace. Um, thank you so much. Um, 
I think my dad just wants to have a quick word with you. So yeah, I'll just gonna um, away. yeah, I'll just get this. I'll just get this to stop recording, okay. and then we can get the transcript sent. Okay. And thank you to Levi Strauss, Ideal Standard, Sage PLC, and Haynes Watts for their fantastic support.